Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Explore. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Exploring Awesome. Sorry, problems with show music once again. Uh, today, I am joined by Marion Spurgeon. Did I say that right, Marion? Yes. Yes, Jim, Marion Spurgeon. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jim, for having me on. My pleasure. So, everybody, um, I do want to let you know there is a little bit of a delay, so I hope it doesn't annoy you too much, but there's a delay um, in the connection because we're over the Internet. I do want to let you know that, that um, you can call in live and talk to Marion or myself. That number is 323-642-1228. You can catch other episodes of Exploring Awesome uh, some Wednesdays at 11 a.m. They're also in the archives at blogtalkradio.com slash exploringawesome. Marion, the, the reason you're on today, we wanted to talk a little bit about past lives, yes, no, uh, maybe... Yeah and uh, how that might be helpful for people. Yeah, no, absolutely, Jim. Um, I'm so excited to talk about this with you. Um, I think you got interested in talking about this with me because you saw one of my posts about um, some of the things that I've explored with past lives. And and I have a kind of a unique way of going about it, I think. I mean, it's, Mm-hmm. It's not unique in terms of like I didn't come up with like the particular uh, hypnotic methods, but I'm putting them together in a way that's kind of unique. Um, okay, cool. How's that? So, so basically, the idea is that um, anything that is uh, coming up in a past life, like, is presumably coming up because it's affecting you now, right? So um, mm-hmm. what I do is I go back with people into the past life, and then I do uh, what reimprinting. You know reimprinting? No, please, um, uh, please tell the audience so, what, what we mean by reimprinting. So, so basically, so you go back into the things that happened, and then okay. with your client and and using the client's direction. You can go back and you can you can alter what happened in that past life. Uh, mm-hmm. So like this is something this is something that I also do in present life too. Like uh, for like smoking cessation, you might say, okay, so uh, somebody has the identity of being a smoker because they've smoked all this time and whatever, whatever. So so then what you would do is you go back back in time to before they started smoking, and then you just re-imprint their life with the experience of never having smoked. And, you know, at some level they'll remember, oh, yeah, I used to do that. But, like, at another level, they will have this, like, new experience that you seeded into their psyche so that they can be comfortable in the identity of being a non-smoker. So I, I do that with past lives. So... So yeah, let me you just go back in. into the past life, huh? Let me 
let me just jump in there real quick. So, um, so yeah. one thing that's important for, for you all to remember, to all of you that think that if you're not familiar with this kind of, kind of thing, um, so smokers, uh, just like overeaters, people that have anxiety, they tend to develop a, an identity. And, and a lot of times um, um, it's hard for them to shake that identity, you know, so you can, you can not smoke, but maybe you're still a smoker that's just not smoking, where it's, it's right. much better to take on maybe the identity of a non-smoker that sometimes smokes, if, if that's sort of a thing. So um, it's really hard to break free of those habits as long as we're still identifying that. It's like you're, um, it's part of you. And so what Mary is talking about is in during hypnotherapy, so we can help you to change that identity around. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely, Jim. You've got it. Thank you for summarizing it so succinctly. So the way that we began this conversation is somebody on Facebook had posted, do you believe in past lives or not? And I posted mm-hmm. this rather long post about how I think that uh, yes and no and maybe and I don't know, but the, the fact is that past lives are an experience of consciousness. They are an experience that people can go into, into trance. And whether or not they actually happened or not, and whatever that means, it doesn't mean that they're not useful. And in fact, I think they're incredibly useful if your subconscious is bringing up this story to share with you. And so uh, the the technique that I'm proposing that to, to play with, if it if it resonates with you, is to go back into that past life and with your client's direction, like asking the client to to direct that healing process. Like how how can you change what happened in the past to feel better to you, so that you can feel better now? Mm-hmm. Does that make that sense? That makes a lot of sense. I think so. So um, if I, so if I'm understanding this, let, let me just, let me make sure I understand. I want to, I want to make sure we all, everybody understands. And hey, folks out there, if you have any questions at all, please do give us a call. The number is we're live right now. We're on, it's December 5th at about 11 something AM Pacific time. You can call us at 323-642-1228. You are listening to Exploring Awesome. I'm Jim Keller, joined today by Marion Spurgeon. Also, if you uh, do like the past life uh, stuff, please check out a previous episode with Guzalia Davis, who, who has a, uh, another take on uh, past lives. So, um, so here's the thing. This is the way I'm uh, uh, understanding it is um, if, we, if we have some sort of a trauma in, a, in, a, in right. this life or maybe a past life, then we, we make it different. We make it different because really, we're really, the, yeah. who we are is, is really just our memories, right? I mean, it's, um, it's our right. the the memory experiences and things like that. So right. if we could um, sort of like in a play or something, you know, instead of we play this act, we go to a different act, and so it's a completely different story now. Is that right? Or it could be something. It could be it could be something as very simple as having the person that you are now going back into mm-hmm. that life and being a resource for the hurt, vulnerable part of past life that they didn't have at the time or even just like I'm here and I'm witnessing you and your pain. I hold space for that. And just like surrounding it with love. It doesn't need to be like a major change of story. It doesn't need to be like, Oh, it's just like that never happened. But um, Mm -hmm. in whatever way feels authentic to the client, that's why I say client directed because um, 
one of the ways, or the way that I stumbled upon doing it this way is that um, I was doing a past regression with a client and he kind of spontaneously went into doing this for himself. Like he witnessed himself in a lot of physical pain, like there was back pain. He seemed to be feeling it in his body at the time. And then he uh, he just kind of like invoked his higher self to come and help that part of himself in the past that was suffering. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah. So this, high, this higher self, uh, explain to me, what, is, what does that mean? Um, so uh, higher self is a concept that, I work with uh, it is it's basically like so you have your subconscious mind you have your conscious mind and then you have the the part of yourself that's connected to uh, all things it kind of has a higher perspective mm-hmm. um, and I work with a higher self um, also in, in my profound somnambulism protocol sessions, that's like another modality that I work in. Uh, okay. It just, it, it's like, it's a different layer of consciousness. And I, I, I think that you could totally get uh, pedantic about how you divide, you know, conscious, subconscious, and higher self, like do all those different layers exist or they just exist because we define them. So I don't know. But um, it, I, I think it's a useful concept to work with. Okay. The, the so, part of um, ourselves that is it's kind of a guiding influence. Guiding influence. Excellent. Okay, that's great. So um, a person yeah. has a trauma, and then they're able to call on this, this, this part of themselves uh, to help them through that. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And um, and then that's and then they they're able to, um, so it would be almost like if they were going through this trauma, and in in their actual life maybe they would have had a counselor or a a loving parent or someone like that that helped them through it. Is that right? Right. Yeah. Only absolutely. This time they're, 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 gotcha. So only this time it's, uh, they weren't there, so then they're using their higher power as they relive the memory. Right. Right. Yeah, and I absolutely, yeah, just reiterating that it's also whatever works for the client. So if the client believes in Jesus, you could invoke Jesus. If the client Mm -hmm. is more into, um, I don't even know, there are different resources that people gravitate towards and always just keeping it in alignment with what works for the client. Gotcha. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, I, 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 um, um, I don't mean to, to I, I'm not trying to put you on the spot or anything. I'm just trying to make sure I clear it up for, for people that may not be familiar with yeah. that kind of work. Hope that Absolutely. Makes Thank you. Uh, because I sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm talking to another hypnotist who knows what I'm talking about. And I know that, that that's not so for the audience. So thank you for keeping me on track. All right. And I'm trying, I miss stuff all the time. It is tough. Once you, you know, once you get, you, once you know something, it's tough to remember what it was like when you, when you didn't know. Uh, so give me an example, can you give me an example of, uh, so is there a certain, have you found, can you use it with this one client, are there certain kind, are there certain types of clients or issues that you use this this technique with more often, use it all the time, how does that come about? 
you're breaking up a little bit. Is the question um, what sorts of issues presenting would warrant a past life regression? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, my my whole thing is I only give past life regressions to people who ask for them, and so that's probably like a smaller niche of people who even know what a past life regression is. But in my experience, right. uh, uh, some of the things that people were experiencing in their lives that they wanted to know uh, were like kind of emotional patterns that they had been carrying their whole life that the circumstances of their life didn't support. They didn't know why they were always feeling brokenhearted, you know, or they didn't know why, mm-hmm. um, you know, that they, they kept having a, a sense of deja vu whenever they had a certain experience. I don't know. Like, it, it it's just, I think... Um, Every time I've conducted a past life regression with someone, they've been able to resolve some sort of emotional pattern that they had been carrying uh, that they might not have known what it was about. And Mm -hmm. um, I I know some people have said that they have resolved physical ailments from this. Like, uh, actually, my teacher, Stephanie Conkle, in the profound somnambulism protocol group said that she did one recently that um, it was this chronic pain that the doctors couldn't figure out what it was. And, and when she put this person into trance, it just like spontaneously went into a past life regression of some sort of past life trauma that had happened. So yeah, who knows? I think that, there is definitely something to the fact that we have memories in ourselves that can be passed down, you know, from before that we were born. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't it interesting now that we are finding out that, um, that um, uh, like memories and things like this are passed down through cells, I mean, through our DNA now. We, we actually um, scientifically showing that. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because as I've talked about before, I've talked about past life stuff. Um, I do remember this one book I read. I, I mean, I was, I've always been into really weird crap. Um, but uh, I remember I was, I was really into Chariots of the Gods, you know, where, they, where, the, where, the, where God's really aliens. And one of the books that I read, was, um, the guy said that he thought the whole past life thing was really just uh, memories from our ancestors being passed down to us. And, I mean, that's certainly possible. And, and there's even some evidence that um, – like your grandmother, some experiences that your grandmother have and affect people mm-hmm. now as far as, uh, I, I hate this because I don't remember exactly, but I do, I think it's something about um, it can even affect their, their weight and, and those kind of things, um, which I find very mm-hmm. interesting. Have you, have you heard that too? Uh, what was the last thing that you mentioned? Oh, just, I, I think there was, there was something about, uh, it was, well, mostly just in general that, that we, we can, um, we, like traumas and things like that can be passed down through our DNA and, and, and we can, we can pick Absolutely. that up. But, but I, yeah. Do, I, I do, yeah. And, you know, I think it is funny because we, we tend to think of our, uh, like, you know, animals, uh, you know, are very instinctual. They do certain things, but we tend to, 
I think as humans, at least for a, for a long time, we, we've kind of thought, oh, well, we're not really like that. But but I think the evidence is really mm-hmm. kind of showing it is. And, that, and what is instinct? I mean, it really is just sort of uh, patterns of, I think, memories of, of past generations, how they did things. Yep. Absolutely. And so, I think there's a big move now that's kind of a new thing of a push to see trauma not as something that happens to an individual, but an experience that is shared by the collective. Um, And that, that I think it's like really important because um, I think that much trauma resolution needs to happen through the adaptation and the, the, a collective healing process. Because if one person changes, yes, that one person changes, changing can radiate that change throughout the group. But, you know, in some cases it could be, oh, like the ecology of um, my life doesn't support that change. It's going to be extremely disruptive and it could even be to some extent harmful to me personally. Um, mm. does, that, does that make sense? Totally. Absolutely. Yeah, so I love this this kind of new uh, growing awareness that we're developing that that trauma is a collective experience and it also needs like a collective resolution. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, when you're when you're uh, can you you, know, you mentioned something about this and I've seen you post about this before this profound somnambulism. Would you mind just kind of touching on that a bit, telling us uh, a little bit? You know, actually, um, yeah. Yes. Do you, uh-huh. Yeah. Go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so profound somnambulism is a protocol developed by Stephanie Conkle. Uh, I am authorized to teach it now, and I hope to be teaching it uh, as a post-conference sometime next fall. Um, it's this protocol where you um, put someone into a deep state of trance, so deep mm-hmm. that... They may not even remember what happens during the session. Um, mm-hmm. As far as I know, that's not like completely unusual for some trans work. I mean, like, you know, any person can go into a deep state of trance, no matter what type of protocol you're doing. But mm-hmm. um, in this protocol, there's like a specific, you know, sequence of things that you do to get somebody to a place where you can have direct dialogue with a subconscious mind. So um, the subconscious mind has a, completely different perspective and personality and voice than the conscious mind does. Uh, The subconscious mind is kind of like the direct access point to the body. So the subconscious mind can like uh, scan the body, find things that uh, need attention or realignment or whatever and it can just uh, heal them on the spot. Maybe. Only, like, here's the thing, though, is that the subconscious mind doesn't always know that it can do that. So a lot of, like, what we do when we practice this protocol is kind of learn how to dialogue with the subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. You, does, that, does that make sense? Do you have any questions? I do, and I don't know. Um, are you familiar with the Esdale State? Yeah, it's. I think it's deeper than um, the Esdale State. Whoa, 
that's deep. Because, you know, I had a, I had a demo done on me with the, of Esdale. And I tell you what, mm-hmm. I, I did not want to come out of trance. I really, that was the, that was the best feeling. Um, and I remember the guy that was working with me, was, you know, you do these tests and stuff. And, okay, so go ahead and move your leg now or something. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so relaxed. Right. It, was, it was unbelievable. It was just so, so I can't even imagine going deeper than that. Wow. That's, that's awesome. So I believe it's deeper than Esdell State because um, Stephanie told us, and I've seen this happen, it's possible when you're working with somebody to get stuck in the Esdell State and then they're not going to talk. Like, that, that is yeah, kind of the concern. So, like... <laughs> yeah, that was exactly it. I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing anything, just leave me alone. <laughs> but if you push through that, you can get dialogue. Ah, okay. Yeah. Very cool. You know, uh, you know, and can, you know, this is uh, kind of silly now, but well, actually, and let me just let everybody know you are listening to Exploring Awesome with Jim Kellner, uh, world-renowned hypnotist Jim Kellner, of course, speaking with world-renowned hypnotist Marion Spurgeon. We're talking about past lives, zombieism, all kinds of cool stuff. If you'd like to call in and talk to us, you still got about eight minutes left. Uh, it's 323-642-1228. If you're listening, please head over to iTunes or Google Play. Give us a rating. Love to hear that. Marion, um, I totally yes. forgot to ask you to do a little bit of bio. I didn't do a bio for you. Can you give us a little bit of, uh, of your background real quick? Um, and then also let us know how to get a hold of you if we're interested in, in working with you or getting more information from you. Um, all right. So I'm a relatively newly certified hypnotist. I got certified in August 2017. And I have, I, have, I have done a lot in the short time that I have been certified. I started a practice. I uh, studied with Stephanie. Uh, I have been rigorously using her protocol and doing amazing things with it. Um, I have been able to help people resolve chronic pain, uh, fibromyalgia, which is like really, really fun to uh, help people help people do something that, that really like, I, I don't think that medical, uh, Western medicine has a great solution for chronic illness like that. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, and and right now I'm just experimenting and playing and thinking and working and learning on uh, methods to work with the collective. Um, yeah. that, that's kind of my, that's my, my growth edge. That's kind of where I'm feeling called to work. I'm not advertising any of that yet because it's not fully baked, but I'm just, I'm seeing clients, I'm doing my thing, I'm learning, I'm presenting at HypnoSoft next year, uh, I'm teaching profound somnambulism, and I am working on some tools for healing the collective. Tell me, so tell me something, and also, and how do people, how do people find you, how do they get a hold of you? Um, okay, so uh, my website right now, it's uh, life, but I'm also, like, currently, like, almost about ready to launch, like, my actual name, MarianSpurgeon.com, is what I really want people to go to imminently. Okay. And yes. my phone awesome. number is 30. Can I say my phone number, too? 
309-509-1036, and I also do work over Skype. Fantastic, yeah. So all over the world, people. And, yes, you can be hypnotized over Skype, even over the telephone. Um, yep. I know people find that hard to believe, but we're not doing some kind of magical something. It really happens to talk type therapy, and so uh, it works just as well. And it's actually, I find it more convenient, you know, um, spending a lot of my time up convenient. in the Seattle area. I don't know what traffic's like where you're at, but, man, I get to places, oh, it's awful. Yeah. I just so, I had a I had a session over the phone this morning. It was awesome. Uh, it was so great. And I did also yeah. I did a somnambulism session over over the phone today too. Fantastic. That's that's really uh, yeah. that's really awesome. Uh, it's really great that people now can work with. And this is what I always tell people when they're when they're maybe hypnotists that are hesitant to work online because like oh, I don't know if I, you know if, if I should do that or have an office. I do both maybe. But but here's the thing. This this is my feeling. If somebody want to work in Australia wants to work with Marion Spurgeon, why should they be denied that right just because there's there's a huge distance in between them, right? Sure, they could go right. to somebody close to them but maybe not the same experience. They're called to, you know, for whatever reason they're drawn to you, they should be able to work with whoever they want to. Yeah, absolutely. I want to say kudos to you too uh, for actually getting into practice because, you know, so many, I work with, uh, with a lot of uh, new hypnotists that just don't seem to, to launch. Um, I have a Facebook group, launch your hypnosis career now because um so many, so many um, hypnotists just, just um, they dilly dally. They don't, they don't get out there and actually start doing the work. And the world needs this work, people. Seven billion people on the planet. They need the work that you're, that you're doing. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I kind of, I think I kind of hit the ground running uh, because I have had my own online businesses before, and I, I know that promoting things is a hustle. It feels like you're putting out so much more and sometimes it feels like you're getting so little back. But like what what has really worked for me uh, the most, this is my advice to anyone who's starting a business and maybe anyone who's a new hypnotist is uh, don't pass up any opportunity and seek out every opportunity to put your face in front of people. Because uh, when people can talk to you and hear you and see you and feel you, that's like when they're going to want to work with you. You know, absolutely. That, you know, I can't, I can't say that highly enough. Um, the, so many people are just, it seems like they're just afraid to put themselves, they're afraid to even post on Facebook that they do hypnosis or anything like yeah. that. Um, and really, um, if people don't know what you do, they can't call you, right? They can't work with you. And you really, I think you're doing them a disservice by not, yeah, absolutely. By not They're just like, where have you been? Um, where are you? You gotta, yeah. yeah, you gotta shine that bat signal across the sky. Here I am. Yes, bat signal. And... Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah, don't. Don't hold it back. People, people need you. You know, we've only got a few minutes left. Folks, you are listening to Exploring Awesome. Of course, this is available on, on Blog Talk Radio. You'll find the archived version here later on forever, hopefully. Uh, Marion, I do want to talk real quickly, if you can. We've only got a few minutes left. But if you could, and maybe, a, I know it's not enough time, a minute or two, can you tell us how you go about doing this group collective work? Yeah, um, 
so uh, one, all right, I have two models that I have started, and I'll only tell you about one because we've got a short amount of time. But if you are familiar with timeline therapy, that's where you go into hypnosis, you visualize a time, a timeline, and then any sort of blockages or pain or trauma, you see them as dark spots, right? Well, I have, mm-hmm. I have kind of transposed that into family line work. So in trance, have the client uh, see their family tree as, uh, you know, stemming from themselves and branching outwards through their family. And anywhere where the uh, energy is getting sticky or stuck or uh, blocked, if there was any trauma or there's any disconnection or heartbreak or whatever, and just like send divine healing light through that. And um, and so I'm still working with this and, and getting feedback, but the immediate feedback that I've gotten so far is that it makes people feel immediately better in their body. And I think that that's a great start. Perfect. Thank you so much. I'm sorry that we didn't uh, leave you a whole lot of time to talk about that. If you want to get more information about this, folks, head on over to MarianSpurgeon.com. You'll find all of the uh, information in the show notes. I'm going to ask uh, um, uh, Marion to go ahead and send me that phone number, and, uh, um, and I'll uh, add that to the, uh, to the show notes. You can find that at blog talk, blogtalkradio.com slash exploringawesome. You'll find Marion's episode there. Folks, I do want to uh, say thank you so much for listening. Um, we're uh, broadcasting live just about uh, every Wednesday now. Uh, Marion, thanks a lot for being on the show today. Thank you so much, Jim. And uh, please go over and rate the show. Let us know what you think. Uh, it's a good rating. Otherwise, but... all right. Take care. Be well. Be awesome.